0: Morning, guys.
1: Rachie, easy, how are
0: we? (laughs) What was that? I have no idea. I'm still trying to figure that
1: out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's early.
0: It's very early. Yeah, would you consider yourself a morning person or a night owl?
2: Oh, absolutely a night owl. Absolutely a night owl. Although... I do like, I find it very hard. Like, if I'm, if I'm, I don't set workouts for myself in the morning because they just don't happen. I know people are like, oh, you know, set the routine, get up and that. But when it comes to like getting up for a swim and stuff, which will start this week, but getting up at six o'clock, my brain always finds every reason to go, nah, just go back to sleep. It's fine. So, I think, yeah, I think I'm more of an evening person. I think I train at 11 o'clock at night as opposed to uh, 6 o'clock in the morning.
1: Oh, I think me I and Rachel agree with it. you because you kept us waiting for a good 10-15 minutes on this half 7 in the morning podcast because we are late getting this podcast out to people on a Monday morning and not only we're late getting this podcast out, it's a very special podcast this week. This is our 100th episode of the Any Given Monday podcast. <laughs> You can tell my coffee's kicked in already. I'm good to go.
2: I was going to use the quote from uh the Queen Bohemian Rhapsody film. I'm a performer, darling, not a Russian time conductor. <laughs> Train conductor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, I was late because, you know, he wanted me to get up early. So my No, brain... no,
0: no, 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 no. That's no. A, bit of a lie to Hit improvise. the intro music
2: quick before I prove calling. <laughs> hit the intro music. Let's go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lot of dodges and not a bullet as we entered a hundred episode of the Any Monday Day podcast. Ooh. Guys, thank you very much for listening to. I'm going to assume you're listening now. You've listened to all previous 99 episodes. So um, thank you for listening. Seriously, though, actually, thank you for listening to the podcast and as far as 100 episodes of the podcast. And it is very early in the Monday morning, but it's not that early where Rachel is in Australia. So, Rachel, I'm putting it straight on to you right now. What do we have in store for this week's episode of the Any Given Runday podcast?
0: Well, Sean, we are going to jump straight back to you because we oh. have something big to celebrate. Not only did we reach 100 episodes, but Sean also smashed his PB. So I'm sure a lot of you would have seen that during the week on uh, Instagram. We shared it. Sean, what was it? 75 seconds you knocked off your 5K time?
1: Roughly 75 seconds. Yeah, I went from uh, 21.55 down to um, 20.40. And I was, uh, yeah, so... Incline, it was absolutely like it, the heavens just opened for the run. It was just absolutely horrific weather. But I don't know about you guys, but maybe because I keep bringing up in the podcast stuff like that, but I was really, really nervous about this one. Um, just because we'd put up the pod, we'd done a podcast stuff myself, Rachel a couple weeks ago. Where it was like, get a get a five k PB guaranteed, and I'm like, uh oh. I'm kind of after telling people, guaranteed 5K PB and all the rest. So I was like, uh, I'm putting to put a lot of pressure on myself. And just because I'm, you know, helping run the run club, I think there's a certain standard. And at the end of the day, by the way, none of this matters. Like I, I've been in races where I've failed before and absolutely nothing said or anything like that's happened. But you, I just seem to put all this kind of pressure and stuff on myself. So I was like raring to go. So like I was one of the, the few idiots in the t-shirt and shorts right before the race being like, right, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Everyone else got like three, four layers and a hat on. So I knew like a kilometer or two Kilometers in, if I wore an extra layer, I'd be be way too warm. But, um, took your advice, Rachel, which was I think we spoke before in the podcast, but if not, Rachel's advice was go hard for the first kilometer, like set a set race tempo, what you think you might get. So, I set out for a four minute kilometer, kilometer just to see where I'd be at after crowds and stuff, and then kind of settle in for the next three and then go for a push at the end. So, I tried to settle in for the second kilometer, I ended up going a little bit fast. I'm like, uh oh. I may as well try and keep this going. And then same third, I was around 4.06. And then after that, then I was like, okay, the wheels are starting to fall off. But like, I knew the route so well. I'd, I'd actually ran the route that morning, just kind of, I'm a big fan of like visualizing stuff. So we, we'd run that route constantly. So was like, okay, you've got a certain bit to this distance. And then here comes a test go here. You're back towards here. And I, I just keep going. By the last kilometer, I, I, I was like dead on my feet. Like the breathing was going pretty heavy but i was like right one more and that's when the mind started messing me like sean you've, you've got the pb just relax just kick in i'm like no no no, live it fast i'm like no sean you've got the pb try and pull back so you don't get an injury at the end but i managed to to shut that guy in my head down i just try and keep going uh my last lap was the slowest of a 414 but that's pretty fast for me and, and no injuries past the finish line at 2040 i was delighted but um Like that, I hate 5K just because I feel like getting sick and just that kind of, it feels like an all out sprint. Unfortunately for me, as soon as I pass the finish line, I probably shouldn't be saying this in the podcast, but hey, I, I do be honest and that's how it happened. I was that dead. I just happened to cop the boss man who runs ABC gyms like right in front of me. And he was closer to me than the nearest tree or the nearest wall was, or like the ground, which was soaking wet. So like I literally collapsed into his arms. It was like just wrapped around his waist being like, just just hold me up. I barely got those words out. Just hold me up. I just couldn't speak for the next 30, 40 seconds. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I've you got my breath back. And then, you know, just seeing other people cross the finish line and all the rest. It was, despite the weather, it was a class, class atmosphere. Just really good to get back into events and stuff like that again. So, uh, yeah, long story short, smashed the 5K PB. Really happy about it. Have other challenges set based off that already. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm delighted to actually talk for the podcast about uh, an event that went really, really well for me. It, it feels good. So we're 100
2: episodes in and we've just found out that you were soft all this time and you finally did it.
1: That's it. You're <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> you know, I, I put it down Me. to the, the new American socks I got for the new Rocky Four socks. That, that's about the
0: truth. I mean, that is the truth, though. It is a mental game, especially 5K. But that's why you talked, like, what we were kind of chatting about beforehand was kind of that plan. I'm such a big believer in going for even splits in the 5k. So for anyone who doesn't know what that means, that means you try and hit every kilometer at the same pace. But then you have to consider like your nervous energy at the start. It's so hard to contain that, especially when that gun goes and everyone is going mad dash. So that's why you want to aim for almost the same, but your first kilometer is always going to be quicker. So it's so important that you hold yourself back. And like 5Ks, if you're going for that even split, you should feel like you are going way too easy. Like when you hit the first kilometer, you should be like, okay, this doesn't feel too hard. Maybe I'm not going hard enough, you know, But you need to trust yourself. You can't panic at that stage if it feels too easy because by the time you hit the last kilometer, Sean, that shows you left everything out there Mm. because even though you're going very similar pace to the other four kilometers, it feels so much worse. Yeah. And that's just such the beauty about 5K. Going the same speed more or less for all five, but every kilometer feels like a different experience. And it's just such an amazing race.
2: Yeah, nah, I, I agree. I'm not a fan of the short <laughs> stuff. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is for me. Like, I'll go out when I think back to when I did the, the run there. I, I swore to Sean, never again. I said I would never, ever do this crap again. But it was like, I tried it a couple of times and I missed out by a couple of seconds on the sub-20 and, I, and wondered if I could. And then one day I got really angry and did it, but. Every time it was like 2.8 kilometers in, I'd start to go, uh oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. And then the next time it was like 2.9 kilometers in, I was like, how am I gonna hold on for two kilometers? Like that three kilometer mark was when my body just started screaming. And those last two kilometers, even though they were eight minutes, felt like an eternity. What did you think, Sean? What was that point?
1: Uh the the fourth to fifth kilometer, especially because when I passed the finish line um for the for the five K, it was actually my third time passing the finish line it was a two and a half um loop. So I was like, my God, <laughs> this this feels like forever. But yeah, no, that the five the, the K, even though it was only going a small bit slower, I felt like I was going a lot slower. I was just like, just get there. And like I turned the corner into the, the main street, you could see the finish line at the end. And I can actually see the clock just tick twenty. I'm like, oh, I was pretty close, but then I realised it's still a good forty seconds. It Must be a big clock, like a safe, that distance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, the, the last, the last comment, uh, There was a few times where I did feel like if there was a bush nearby, I would just jump into it and forget about it. Um, like it's a horrific, horrific feeling, and uh, that, that kind of. It, it, it is and it is a horrific feeling because it, it's a good feeling in one respect you know you are pushing yourself to the absolute limit. You're putting everything into it. But then when you feel like getting sick and stuff, that's, that's not a good feeling. But just getting to that point, and I'd always struggle with you trying to keep my um, that level up for so long. And I, I know I always go back to little injury and stuff I had, but at this time, like I would have worked with Rachel a fair bit around week two, week three, week four, when I was trying to get my temples up and the old injuries from stupid training in my past but going too hard, too fast in every single feckin' run uh, start creeping up again. So with Rachel, we started doing the intervals she'd planned for me. We start doing a lot of them in the airdyne bike. So I co- the impact wasn't there in the calves and Achilles. So like for week three, week four, week five, and you can even... Like we're going back to, um, Rachel put up a post on the Instagram stories about who did the most mileage and stuff. And mine was the lowest. But if you see, my my bike was really high. and Probably the highest I've ever done in Strava because I started doing a lot, lot more on the bike, trying to mimic. Now, you're not going to get the exact same as running, but trying to mimic the heart rate as much as I could to push myself to, okay, like you're you're working near your threshold pace for X amount of time here. And, and that, that definitely helped big time when it came to the race, trying to just keep going because so I've done 4 have we've talked before in the podcast plenty of times with the 5k challenges I've gotten the 3-4 I've stopped after 4 and found that bush and be like thank you and just lay down the grass and went not today obviously it wasn't pissing rain that day but like that has happened to me before so um because you're not going to say it, Rach props to you and, and your program for help getting me there to, towards that threshold to be able to keep going over that 5k without actually getting sick of my boss man so uh, thanks for that
0: but we did talk about that when we started off on this 5K journey, well, it's probably seven weeks ago now. So yeah. anyone who wants to go back and listen to that, if you're interested in you know, potentially hitting a 5K and just want a six-week primer, go back and listen to that episode. Because even though, Sean, you were saying how we switched some of the intervals onto the bike, we actually talked about that before you ever did the race. Because you are training for this... Adventure race in Glendalough. Yeah, and quest. you need to be able. Yeah, the quest and um, Lock. So we had talked about incorporating some bike sessions, and like you talked about that challenge we did, or who did the most mileage in January. Like there was a time when I was doing 100 kilometers a week, and in January I barely hit 100 kilometers for the month, and it was probably my biggest month in months because I do a lot on the bike. And I feel like I can run better because I'm getting the aerobic workout, but my body is just not dead. Like I just can't, like, I couldn't do a hundred kilometer a week. I would be in bits. I don't think I could do a 50 kilometer a week, but I can do it on the bike so I can still get my aerobic workout. So, you know, that's why having a personalized plan is so great because you can say, well, look. I do have this injury. If I run X amount of times per week or try to, I'm fatigued, I'm breaking down. What can I do to substitute it? We would say, well, you can adapt this session on the bike. So instead of going out for your three by 10 minute tempo, do your three by 10 minutes on the bike. Obviously, you just do a longer warm up, longer cool down than you would if you're running. But that's just a very simple transfer over.
1: 100%.
0: As just the basis for triathlon training, which you know all about, Eric.
1: Yeah,
2: it's. Uh, I have to say, I, I'd be like that when we we go back a year, Sean. We remember the amount of miles we were putting in, and or even two years to twenty nineteen marathon. We were, we were uh, working very hard with the mileage. Um, but I think I did, and I think what caused this foundation for me was in twenty nineteen was the year I started. Uh, getting in and conquering fears of water and getting into triathlon. And my marathon time was absolutely amazing. Um, but in my last seven weeks before the marathon, like that, my knees were giving me trouble because I went back road running. I went back to the mentality of I need to hit X amount of miles or else I won't be able to do a marathon. Um, and the only thing I was able to really do in the build-up was cycling and came out with a 3.35, um, which in my head I would no right to do because – I hadn't been running 400 miles a week to be able yeah. <laughs> to run the the marathon so it's um it's definitely made a big difference and I suppose uh, I was lucky in the sense that I was in the heart rate training and just learning that okay I just need to keep my heart rate around the 140 150 and when I'm on the bike you know getting into little sprints just to raise it up again and and bringing it back down and and doing that for a duration because okay the body is very intelligent the nose when it's running the nose when it's cycling but if you can train the heart to kind of trick it into just exercising in a certain zone and building the endurance burning your fat element instead of your sugar element and that and that's what makes the difference so it's yeah it's absolutely brilliant and and obviously running margins is tough under the joints and running long distance is tough so Cycling is, is and swimming definitely takes a bit of weight off and, and changes it up a little bit. So it's, yeah, it's, it's nice aerobic training with, with not too much stress and fatigue on the joints, which is a big one for the long distance. But, but I'm raging now you gave Sean the secret because I had him there. Now I'm worried about this marathon. <laughs>
1: Well, I finally got my old habits of every 5k or 10k trying to be the fastest. But I still talk to people to this day about um like even recently someone's asked me my 5k training plan because I would have went around the gym that you know I got a PB, and he's asked for training. I was like a lot of times on the bike. He was like, Why the bike? And I was telling him, and he was like, Well, funny you should say that because during lockdown, I was going out doing runs, and, and this is a very fit individual, we're done a lot of rugby training, big lad, athletic guy, and he was saying that like it's only a run. So we go out do a 5k as fast as he can, and the next day do a 10k as fast as he can, and trying, you know, guys faster and stress factors in the feet. And he was like running, running, rugby and all the rest, getting tackled by guys three times the size. Not that bad at all, not that sore. But he'd wake up the next day after doing a hard run, and he'd be like, Why am I sore? And it just goes back to, unfortunately for me, what we talked about in the very early days, of the podcast, just bringing a full loop of doing 100 episodes. Eric was the big one in heart rate training and I would I was trying to get more into the, I, I hate to say the word, but CrossFit endurance where you do that kind of faster runs as fast as you can, not as many runs, but each run would count in terms of faster and then pull back on, um, and then do your, your strength training and stuff to try and try and balance it out now I'm not saying that doesn't work for everyone but I know for sure that doesn't work for me and I don't think it works for a lot of people just because of the amount of people I would have talked to during the first lockdown that would have suffered their injuries I think slow steady progress like you're hitting that there Rachel just slowly building up that mileage and showing in some different cross training I suppose for, for lack of a better word on, on that one as well
0: Yeah. And there's different ways of doing it. So like if you're training for triathlon specifically, you might do a lot of your endurance stuff on the bike and then do your interval workouts like running. But then if you're prone to injury, you'd maybe go for a few easy runs and then do most of your intervals on the bike. So it really depends on what the focus is and what your background is in terms of injuries and just how well you pull up from training, because like everyone's body is different. But lads, Like, if you want proof that triathlon training is so good for running, like, we're just going to go to the extreme to the current Olympic champion, Christian Blumenfeld. So he won the Olympics 2021 and then went on to smash the Ironman world record in the same year. So what's that? You're not doubling the distance. You're like tripling it almost from Olympic distance up to Ironman. Do you want to know what he did the marathon at the end of the Ironman in?
2: Oh, I don't even want to know. I'm
1: going to get sick of myself. Yeah, Eric, I'm going, take, I'm going to let you take this one, Eric, because... I'd say he I, I probably,
2: probably did it in probably near top standard time. So somewhere just over the two hours, 215, maybe 220.
0: He was... Well, bear in mind, it was 80 degrees Fahrenheit, 81% humidity, so don't know what have to google what 81 fahrenheit is but that's hot it's in the 20s it- 20s
2: anyway
0: yeah and 81 percent humidity he did a 235 marathon at the end of what of almost a 4k, 4K swim, swim 180,
2: 180
0: km, so kilometer bike and then he chucked out a 235 marathon and like when you're trying to fit in the swimming and like building up the bike distance to 180 kilometers, you're not just focusing on your running. So like, yeah, I mean, I did say that that was top end.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Charles just kind
0: of frozen in spot there. But you know, like, it is true. If you take any of the triathlon guys, it, mo- some of them like have seriously good. 5k 10k times and it's purely from triathlon training they don't do as much running as normal track athletes would but yet they can turn out times that are very competitive with top athletes and it is purely from triathlon training
2: yeah it is good like it it is amazing like the even on Saturday was my longest training day to date. Um, it sounds mad. I'm only four weeks in. I'm like, oh my god, this is getting really long. <laughs> but, um, I did a two hour cycle and then went for a 5k tempo. Um, just to see, I was actually testing the bike position. I got kind of fitted to the bike, so I wanted to. I'm seated in the bike in a position for Ironman distance or full distance triathlon where you're not activating your glutes when you're cycling so that you have power in the glutes to run when you get off the bike. But the, so the only way I could try that was go moderately quick and see how the legs felt. And absolutely amazingly, it was like it was just starting a new day uh, after two hours on the bike. Now, obviously endurance elements and um, energy sources were obviously depleted, but the muscles were fine, but it was, um, it was amazing to be able to get off a bike for two hours and run then a 5k at a 4.30 um, which felt comfortable even though I haven't ran a 4.30 this year yet it was the first time I did it but all felt very comfortable and natural so it, it is amazing I suppose how much you push yourself and then by using different muscles how you're able to still do it like it, it is it's it's very very interesting and in, and in the effort people go through to do these races um, but obviously just the volume of training and it, it's it's obviously not all on the road, but it's still a serious serious volume of training each week.
0: Very good. We did. I I did a lot of that with the guys I was training with leading up to the triathlon I did in Westport last September. A lot of those kind of back to back swim, cycle, runs. Mm-hmm. You're not going at the intensity, but again, that whole training the muscles to go straight off the bike into the run. Uh, that's anyone who's interested is known as a brick run where you put two different sports back to back, not just brick run, a brick session. So you either go swim straight to bike, bike to run, swim to run something like that. getting the muscles used to going straight from one to the other. uh... It's just really interesting because we've always talked like a lot of people who run just consider themselves runners. I'm a runner. I I can't cycle because it's not running. I can't swim because it's not running. But I think it is good to be open to the other things, especially if you're injury prone and things like that. And I mean, Sean, going back to your incredible run last week, you're just proof of that.
1: You're making me blush now on a podcast, Rachel. (laughs) 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 I I, I do have to point something out because we did put it on the Instagram yesterday. Uh, we're, We're talking about, you know, just, pulling back on runs and cycles and stuff and how everything can go together and um, i did do 30k run yesterday just because i'm trying to build up the adjourns for the legs yeah. for a certain challenge i've gotten <laughs> in, in, in 11 days time as recorded this episode on the podcast so once again i i've turned into a complete hypocrite and have tried to uh, up my mileage now actually to your point i am trying to do a bit of brick running because i do have quests coming up but yeah. I'm going to use these last few minutes of the uh, the podcast, and we'll talk more about this next week um, or the week after, if I survive it, uh, to plug my own 4448 challenge that I'm doing on Friday, March 4th. Uh, so four miles every four hours, four forty-eight 48 hours. So take everything we've said in the last 20, 25 minutes about cycling and, and swimming and building that up and not doing too much mileage, and when you put this challenge in, just social it straight out the window. So that's the plan, trying to build the miles and the legs and, and see how to go. But to your point, Rachel, building up to that, I probably will do a bit of brick running just so I didn't run on, on, on tired legs and and try and get more cycles in. And I'll be getting on to Eric soon about how not to use my glutes when cycling, especially with heels, because I, that is one thing we have to talk about soon in the podcast is using the bike for um, not only positioning and stuff like that, but also changing gears. I, I was talking to a friend who, who like they couldn't change gears and they had like Find the right time to change gears when to sit down, when to stand up, and all the rest. And I'm talking my backside because I don't exactly know what how to to approach that, but I do know the right way. You fly up a hill. The wrong way, you're you're making six seven times worse for yourself.
0: Absolutely, (laughs) like getting that gear change right can make you, like you said, fly up the hill, or you might struggle to get started you're nearly better off turning down the hill changing your gears and then attacking it again
1: that so yeah geez. we can
0: definitely talk about that and well, never stop uh, on a hill because if you stop on a hill it's so hard to get started especially if you're trying to clip in
1: i don't know that, that's that's definitely a, a topic for a future episode of the any given one day podcast rachel's getting late over there it's getting early over here so unless you got anything else at this week's episode of the show
0: no, just again, thanks to everyone for listening. We hope we haven't bored the ear off you yet, but obviously not if you keep coming back.
2: And here's to the next hundred. Woo!
0: Let's do it.
1: And i last got that, no, guys, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Any Given Monday podcast. That's it for myself, Eric, and Rachel. Take care.
0: Bye.